Hey going, my name's Jake Kerr and I'm from Black Ink and this is the Black Ink podcast number four. If you've seen all of them up till now, thanks for thanks for watching. I know it's like it's almost cringeworthy watching someone who's this early at podcasting trying to like just go for it and especially the genre of just looking at the camera and talking about shit. Maybe I'm just saying this because I'm the one doing it, but I feel like, you know, as part of getting better, I watch my own hey, I watch my own podcasts. And uh, mainly listen to them and just kind of see like how I spoke and what direction I took things. I really struggle to watch myself on a podcast and just want to like, I don't know, I feel like I can see everything that everyone else is pulling apart about me and that's probably not what the reality of the podcast is. But yeah, tell you what, I, when I first had the idea, I kind of took some in, into account a little part that I would be kind of... Um, like very aware of what I was saying. And I have recorded some podcasts in in the past where I was doing them with people and I found that I was always getting myself in a situation where I was kind of scared just to like let go and just say say what is kind of happening in my mind or, you know, just taking it the direction that I want to take it. Or even just like when I'm not doing a podcast and thinking about if I were to do a podcast, what would I talk about? I kind of like had this anxiety surrounding all these ideas. It's just like, well, if people actually heard how I felt about that or you know, we all like to believe that we're going to be famous one day. And if I'm in any any sort of like position of like people knowing me, I would hate to think that I said something now when I was, you know, young and silly and had nothing to lose uh, that might affect me in the future. But I think part of the decision making in all of this was, uh, I feel like if, I, if I'm going to be known by people for whatever reason or have any position that can be taken away from me, it's probably going to be built on a foundation of like just being myself and Recording a podcast is one of those things where like everyone with half a bloody idea of entrepreneurship or, you know, go get a attitude kind of thinks about doing a podcast. And look, I still don't believe that people actually want to listen to me. Like I know that my mum is watching this and I know that a select few of diehard fans are watching this and I really appreciate you all, but it's just so cringe to me. So I, yeah, thank you for watching me and I hope I'm not too cringeworthy and yeah, I, I think the worst part is that I'm speaking about it. But uh, I will admit this. Sorry, I'm a little bit blocked up because I had a nana nap and then woke up and got a coffee and I think I just tried to jam too much shit in a day. But yeah, we'll work through it. Um, but yeah, what I wanted to speak about um, in this podcast, because I've only got like a real kind of select time where I've got uh, the privacy to record, but um, is just how scary it is to put something on the internet. And I think putting things on the internet comes with a whole bunch of uh, like, there's a whole bunch going on behind the scenes on the internet and there's a whole bunch going on behind the scenes in someone's head when they put something on the internet. And the crazy part about this long form, just talking about the things that come up in your mind for half an hour, that's kind of my goal is just to like, you know, all of these things that I, that I go over in my head over and over and over, it's like having a chance to just kind of let it go. And I think this sort of... Uh, this sort of information is no different to uploading a picture or a video on Instagram because the thing about uploading a picture or a video on Instagram, it's it's saying so much more than just what you're putting up there because obviously like there's some sort of intention, there's some sort of like kind of uh, medium and long-term goal. There's almost like a, you can almost like, it's the sort of thing you, you hear a lot about people who like boast about their relationships online tend to have the worst relationships behind closed doors and it's like this putting them online is like some sort of justification for you know where it's going wrong or, or wrong or whatever it might be and like the people who are posting about you know 
that people who are posting inspirational quotes are usually the people who are doing the shittest with their life and like they're trying to look like they've got everything on track. And <clears throat> like obviously this is about no one in particular, but I feel like you know the sort of person that I'm speaking about. And most of the time, like they don't practice what they preach and they see social media or the internet in general as this weird place for either like validation or, or verification or even just like a place of trying to position themselves as a the sort of person they want to be perceived as. And I think the crazy part about doing this podcast, what I've learned so far is that as soon as I get like, it seems to be 20 minutes, but I'm going to say 24 hours away from recording a podcast. I hate it. Like, so I've actually got podcast three uploading at the moment, literally on my laptop over there. Excuse me. And when like the time between getting the first feedback of the first podcast and uploading the second one, like I had thought about re-recording it like three or four times. And it's one of those things where like, I just need to embrace uh, what it is for what it is. And if it is cringy, that's fine. You know, I'm allowed to be shit at the start of doing things. I, you know, I've spoke about this in the previous podcast. Um, but it's just like, it's such, it really does like keep you awake at night sort of shit. Like right before I go to sleep, I'll think about a particular way that someone could have taken something that I said and see me in a different light. But the reality is if I think about it from a third party point of view and like look at what's actually going on and assess, you know, the person that I'm thinking of in my mind, if they've got 27 minutes into the video that's 45 minutes long and they're watching that, they're watching me and they're hearing that thing that I'm worried about. The reality is about that person is they're that far into that video of you. So they either really are into what you're saying or they really fucking hate you, you know? And if they really fucking hate you, it doesn't matter what you say, they're going to find something to pick apart. And if they're really into you, they're not looking for the little crease where they can, you know, look for the chink in the armor so they know where to make the next strike. So it's a, it's a weird thing. And it's one of those, like, the more I really focus on actually, uh, the more I really focus on what I actually think, and what I actually feel, it's actually the easier it becomes. And I think the really cool part about, like I, I was speaking about this the other day in conversation with a friend, and I think a good conversation, you really don't know where it's going. A good conversation is kind of like this, it's kind of like this plastic bag that's floating in the breeze, that it has no real direction until the wind kind of picks it up, and then all of a sudden it can find itself in this wind tunnel, and the plastic bag never touches the ground as long as the right winds keep coming in. And I feel like even a conversation with yourself, sometimes, actually a lot of the times, I start this I, I start the sentence and I, I just I just let it I let the sentence be what it is and I let whatever is gonna whatever's happening at the end of that sentence happen. And it's kinda crazy, but it's like having this confidence in your own thought patterns and your own like all of those all of those kind of paths of thought that you've you've created in your mind by thinking the same things over and over. And as you learn adding to those paths in particular directions, and sometimes it's even narrowing the path and widening the path, knowing that that's what needs to happen with this new information that you've taken on. When you create those paths in your head, because you've actually thought about things and you do have formed opinions and ideas and you do believe in things because you have reason, which is based off, you know, whether it's evidence or experience, whatever it might be, you can throw yourself into the wind as far as like you'll be having a conversation with someone and, and a particular topic comes up. And I found a younger me, like kind of an egotistical young man, tried to sit there and come up with three or four sentences that I could possibly answer what you're going to say with. And now I feel like I can spend more time listening to people 
And then when, I, when, it, when, it, when it comes time for me to respond, I can kind of almost take a moment to like just sit in the pocket and see how I feel about things. And then typically I can just say exactly what I feel and the information that needs to follow will just naturally come after that, you know? And that, that might even be breaching a bit more into like emotionally responding to people instead of logically responding to people. And I think it almost ties it. It does. See, emotion, emotionally responding to people actually takes like, it's the skill of allowing yourself to feel something in the moment and then express what you're feeling and then letting your knowledge back you up on that. And maybe an egotistical young male couldn't have that sort of... Uh, yeah, an egotistical young male struggles to especially take the time to know how they're feeling and in, a, in like a precise moment of conversation. And I think the easiest example of a conversation where you're running on like that sort of kind of like snapback mentality is like an argument or even being a smart ass or being kind of a, what's that word? Not cynical when you're being like condescending almost, but with intelligence. So I think like those those like emotionally driven situations, you kind of have to come with logic. Otherwise, as a male, if you get caught in emotion, you end up just going like, you're a fucking cunt and then walk away. And everyone's like, well, you know, you didn't win the argument. You just kind of won in your mind and then got so angry and you thought whatever and you've walked away. Dude, I've gone on such a wild tangent. So I think uh, the cool thing about having like a podcast and having this like creating a domain for myself where I can just like play with my ideas I think the most important thing is to like lean into the thing that I'm scared of, which is the fact that I'm going to say things that I don't even want to say could potentially hurt me in the future. But the idea is like they almost burn bridges in a way, but they only burn bridges that go to somewhere that I don't want to go. So if I just like remain honest with myself in a way that, you know, you're not going to remember everything you said over 45 minutes, but you can remember that, you know, you cover particular topics. And I think to to just like have that confidence where you can hit up whatever top topic you can say what you're going to say and you can almost forget what you've spoken about that comes from being sure about your ideas and when it comes time to expressing those ideas only talk about the ones that you have an opinion on and when you say them say what you've got to say don't get don't get you know don't add the extra 10% to make it a cool story just let it be what it is and when it's done walk away from it and you can kind of dust your hands off it and go like I don't have to remember what I said because I know how I think and I know my processes, are, my own mental processes are, are so locked down that whatever I said is what I feel and I feel that for a reason. And therefore, just post it. Just fucking post it. Just let the internet have it. And like, man, the wild part is there's chicks posting themselves on the internet and not even making money from it. They're not even making money from it. They're in a social race of stupidity with like other chicks who can get the most amount of skin out. Like, I'm sorry if it's offensive, but you're kind of posting like that particular analogy where like your average chick from wherever you're from who has like two and a half thousand followers and posts like everything but, you know, on Instagram, you kind of have to think to yourself like, for what though? For what? Like, what's the best case scenario of things you're going to get out of this? You know, you might get a local brand say, hey, can you, can you model this product? You know, and I'm not saying that that's what I do. I'm just saying like, what do you think is going to happen? You know, and and like I understand if you're going down the influencer route, but if you're trying to be an influencer, like you need to fucking do that. You know, like I'm not I'm not talking about posting, you know, four times a week or three times a week, and like two of them are raunchy and the other two are pictures of fucking trees and shit. I'm talking about every day. Post, expand your like, 
And like, I'm not even, I, I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from experience. If you look at everything that I've got online, everything trace, traces back to a reason of I'm trying to promote something. I'm trying to, I'm trying to educate people about my brand. I'm trying to, if I, you know, if I've got some sort of idea, I'm trying to get that idea out there and it all comes back to something. And even like, like I've had a, I've had a um, personal Instagram page that like was purely just uh, linked to an OnlyFans and that was the whole, whole idea of it. And like that is all strategy. If you go onto that page, you can start from where I started and you can see that growth. It perfectly trends up because I treat it like a business. I was there for one reason. That was to get more followers because more followers ended in more subscribers. More subscribers meant we're making fucking money. It's literally that simple. So I look at these people who have like, you know, anywhere between 500 and two and a half thousand followers and they've had the same amount of followers for the, for the past two, three years. And they're posting shit that can literally stop them from getting cool jobs in the future. Like, what the fuck? You know? Like, I fully believe that if you've got over a thousand followers, you have... So, oh, not a thousand. You can get a thousand with just, like, kids from... Like, I feel like people can... Like, kids especially can leave school and go to schoolies and get fucking, you know, a thousand followers just from being there. It's kind of how it is, you know? Especially if you're someone who knows how to use your voice properly. Macca's Coffee, what's up? But um, if you've got like over two and a half thousand followers, like, you know what's up. Like, literally, you know what's up. That is the modern currency in kind of your social value. Do something with it. You know what I mean? Like, actually do something with it. Find find some sort of like category or brand or niche and just make that about you. And the wild part is just post what you like. Just post what you like and post all the time and have an opinion about it and find other people who post about the same thing and engage in their page. You know, like engage in their shit, message them, ask them if there's anything you can do for them. You know what I mean? Like this is a wild part. We live in such a wild space that like, if you've got two and a half thousand followers, you should be making money off it in one way or another in the future. And it's crazy. Like this right here is a beautiful example of like, I can speak into the camera and you know, I said before it's cringy. It is what it is, but I can speak into the camera right now for free. I'm talking into my iPhone. You know, I got this fucking microphone from Jabby Hi-Fi. I use my laptop that I use for everything else. I got a shitty tripod that is in the worst condition you can imagine. It's standing on three bar stools, but this is exactly what I can do right now, you know? And I can keep doing this until it turns into something. And the wild part is, is if I do this a hundred times, I do this 150 times, I do this 200 times and I still have the same 15 subscribers, I've definitely built, even though whatever this is, isn't the thing, the skill that I build in the process is definitely translatable. It's just on you know, me or you as a person creating things to figure out how you can monetize it. And the wild part is, it's like, you want a better time in human history to make money doing the thing that you like doing? It's right fucking now, you know? I don't want to sound like Gary Vee or anything, but like, this is the shit. You know, if you make it your job just to figure out how you can make money on the internet, you realize after doing it for 10 minutes that it's, you got to pick the way you want because there's so many ways. Like it, it kind of like goes in so many directions that I've almost thought to myself trying to build this like brand that I'm building with the direction that I'm taking, it's almost kind of taking the hardest way because you have to organically build a following and you have to like have have like a genuine like presence in your, I mean, obviously it depends on what sort of brand you're going for, but like you literally have to make the real steps to make money. There's plenty of ways to make money online where it's just literally, it's just manipulating colors on a screen and, and you could make money. You know, you can, for example, 
You can make kids' books on Canva and sell them on Amazon as digital books. You can actually pay someone on Fiverr to develop those kid books. So you can pay like $12 for someone to make a, a kid's book on Illustrator, give you the design files. You then title those design files, upload them to, to uh, Amazon uh, Digital Prime, whatever it is, where kids go in there and they buy the digital books and it downloads to their iPad. And, you know, you sell it for $3.99 and it's, you know, obviously it takes fucking four or five books to pay back the original investment you paid from Fiverr. But, um, yeah, they're just infinite number of copies for sale and always for $3.99 and it lasts forever. And you can do that a hundred times, you know, like there's a way of making money. You can subtitles people, subtitle people's videos and get a per word rate. You can learn any skill with all of these basic programs like Photoshop and Illustrator and all that and then put your skills up for service on Fiverr.com. It's crazy, you know, and like it kind of seems like making a podcast, recording the shit, figuring out the thumbnail, writing a description, promoting it on all your social media, all the rest, just so that in two years time you might have 15,000 subscribers. Oh, hang on. I My phone just went... Uh, 20% low battery. But yeah, to do all of that so that in you know X amount of time you can have 15,000 subscribers, fuck man, that's a long way around for a shortcut, you know? And then the wild part is when you get those subscribers, what's to say that, you know, what I was talking about the other day in the podcast with the pillars of business, you know, one of them is Instagram, one of them is YouTube, one of them is my, my web store, one of them is Facebook. And like, what happens if you get blocked, like if they delete your account on Instagram or they suspend you on YouTube? It's crazy. You know, I, I actually had a bit of a run in with Google yesterday where, oh, I was late. I was like, this is so embarrassing. I'm saying it out loud. I was late on an $8.60 uh, Google Workspace uh, subscription and they suspended, no, they were, no, they suspended the, they suspended the Google Workspace and the, and the re- related email account, which, ho- which holds my Google domains, which I have got like, I don't know, fucking 10 domains or something. And they would have all just stopped working over $8.60. You know what I mean? Like to think that the fragility of, of an online business literally is reliant on like the programs and services you're using, continuing to let you use them. So it's pretty bizarre. Again, I've gone on a fucking wild tangent, but here we are. Here we are. Mm. Also, I, uh, oh, these hats are now available on my website as well. I've been working, I did that photo shoot the other day and obviously you got to edit all the photos and, and find the stuff, like the, the way of advertising you're going to go for and then I like to have a little fun in the descriptions. By the way, if you've got a minute now, pause the video, go to my website and read the descriptions of things. Like I'm pretty sure they're like, so whatever like I uploaded right at the start, the descriptions are like kind of about the clothes. These hats, I go off the fucking deep end. I might even um, on the next podcast, I might read some of the descriptions because Oh, yeah, I, I just have fun with it. You know what I mean? Because the hat, you know what this is? You, what am I going to tell you about this? <laughs> you know, it's a fucking hat. So it's black. It's got white stitching. It's got a, uh, it's got the Velcro straps at the back. So it's like, you know, one size definitely can fit everyone. How do I make that sexy? How do I sell you this hat? You know what I mean? So what I do have is that written word power, baby. Because, you know, I've been creative writing for as long as I can remember now. And that's just one of those skills that just accidentally helps me in the future. You know? There's a great example of what I was talking about. So I've been creative writing literally forever. I was speaking about this in, in a previous podcast. And now when I'm writing ad copy or I'm writing descriptions or even like those little, um, so like every time I post an Instagram, the, the, like the caption underneath it, 
So I spend as much time getting like obviously all the media right as I do the caption and sometimes the caption even longer because it's like I I like I love to find a nice little flow that if you're reading it in your mind and you're reading it in my voice or you're reading it in your voice that it, it has a nice like finish, you know? And not obviously that sounds fucking crazy what I just said. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you know, and not not obviously that amount of dirt. Sometimes it's less, and sometimes it's more, depending on what I'm trying to say. But like, just having the that years of like writing something every day, exercising the muscle of trying to come up with something with, with words that sound good about an idea that's you know interesting to you. And now it's like I can write, I can I can write these things. It's just whatever the first thing that comes to my mind is. And full circling, do you know what I do when I write now? This is how long I've been writing. I'm not bragging. I'm just like I'm excited about this. When I write, I start the sentence and then I just fucking let it finish itself. I just let it do, 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 do. Oh, there it is, you know? Oh, you you kind of like have the direction of where you want to go. And sometimes you know the end of the sentence. You just got to kind of like look up and then just go and rah, 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 And then it just bleeds into the end of the sentence. It's like I'm fucking, it's like I'm plugged into the fucking muse. It's crazy. Like I heard this saying when I was super, super young and like writing and it was that I am like, I'm not the artist, I'm just the vehicle that like art travels through. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey man, definitely ease up on the grip on your penis because you're a wanker. But it's fucking true. Like the more, the less I try to write, the more the writing makes sense. And like some of my best writing, I've been completely tuned out and I've just been letting the pen do the work. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where like it's not necessarily that, you know, you, you're plugged into anything specific, but more so that like the skill itself, like if you think of muscle memory, like I've just learned how to like successfully do a wheelie on a push bike and like bring it up and just sit there. And if it starts to go down, you pull the bike up, lean back a little, you do whatever. I'm at a point now where I'm not thinking about the wheelie. The less I think about the wheelie, the more it happens. So you kind of think about the muscle memory of like, you know, feeling related to the physical output of what you're doing with your body, um, you know, negotiating or manipulating the physical space around you, which in this instance is a push bike. When I cross-reference that analogy of just letting my, my, like my hand do the writing, I think in a way that's almost like the muscle memory is a subconscious knowing like all of these connections between words and knowing what words sound good together and what words look good next to each other as well when they're handwritten and all of these like little like sequences and equations they're stored in your subconscious and the more you step back the more your subconscious subconsciousness has access to these tools and then just employs them bang 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 and then you kind of want to believe because of the whole like you know narrative of it and it's fun to believe things it's fun to have fun with things you like to go like yeah man i'm just fucking bro i shut my eyes and i let the pen do the talking dude i'm i'm plugged in brother but it's probably just the subconscious muscle memory of like, yeah, bro, we've written before. We know what's going on, you know? But but yeah, dude, posting this shit is scary. It's super scary. But it's also like, fuck you, you know? I feel like sometimes... So I spoke yesterday about... Um, in one of the previous podcasts about... I like I need to spend less time reacting on what I think I should be doing... And more time thinking about what the future me would look back and say, like, this is what you should have been doing. This and, and it's kind of like a catch twenty two because catch twenty two because sometimes you find yourself doing nothing because you're scared of doing the wrong thing. But more importantly, I feel when and like this is this is applicable all the time. 
you know, it's like one of those things where like you're about to make a decision. Sometimes it's really effective to go like, if I go forward in five years time and look at this decision, does it look silly? Does what I'm about to do look like the best option? Or does it look like something I go like, oh yeah, I guess I was 28 and that makes sense. Because sometimes you can keep yourself out of jail. Sometimes you can keep yourself from like accidentally being a parent. You know what I mean? Like that's like the real shit. And it's applicable in business. It's applicable in life. It's applicable in fucking what you're going to eat for dinner. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where you go like, I, I guess I should have diabetes by the time I'm 42. I had jelly beans for breakfast every day for 15 years, you know? And like while it was happening, you're like, I'm going to live forever. I'm never going to be 42. I'll probably die of diabetes before then. But we've gone way off the point again. Um, when when I like, when I think about what I'm doing right now, and like in five years time, I'll be 33. And the crazy part is, is like 33 sounds young as fuck still to me. So if I go to when I'm 33 and I think that 33 is young now, then I'm going to think that 28 was a fucking drop in the ocean of age. Like, bro, you should have been doing... And like, when I think about five years ago now, which was 23, man, man, why didn't I start doing this when I was 23? Why didn't I have this done when I was 23? So by the time I was, you know, 28, it was just like a boom, 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 boom. It was a natural thing. I'm not turning on a fucking iPhone. I'm turning on a proper camera because I have all the gear because I've been doing it for so long. I know what to say. I speak naturally. I know what to say. I know what to avoid. I can speak to people on camera. So, you know, when I think about like, oh, you know, it's scary. Don't upload it. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Just come on. Come on. We're doing it. We're doing it. We've already started. You know, I feel like that, you know, there, there's another great example of like having a having a rule for yourself. That's funny. I haven't spoken about. Yeah. So anyway, having a rule for yourself like, if you've made a decision, I feel like as soon as the decision is made and you're like, yeah, let's go do this, you have to have some sort of like door that comes down and say like, right, that's the decision made. You know, a really good, um, a really good, uh, what would you call it? A good way of like living, I guess, is to, I think I got it from Think and Grow Rich. Uh, it's making decisions quickly and then changing your decisions very slowly if you have to at all is a good trait of a good leader. You know, it's a trait, it's an excellent trait in general. And I feel like you have to be able to say like, right, I made this decision. And even if you come back to revisit it later, in that moment of like doing the thing that you made the decision for, you got to fucking do it. You got to trust yourself in the past that you made all the calculations to figure out whether this, this decision was worth it. So by the time you get there, you just got to execute it. So, you know, if my finger is hovering over my laptop button, you know, about to press post, what are you doing? You could be doing other stuff right now. You're wasting this time right now on that decision again that you've already made. You know, you, instead of fucking around like, oh, should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? You should go record another podcast. Press post, go record another podcast so you can press post again because we've made this decision, you know? I think, yeah, yeah. It's just like, uh, and, and also like, if, if you've made the decision to pull the trigger, pull the trigger. And like embrace pulling the trigger. It should be exciting in that point, you know? So, you know, is it scary? Yeah, of course it's scary. Of course it's scary. I pictured my mum would be with the only person listening to this, as I've said. And, you know, I, I've got DMs from people saying like, hey, I listened to your podcast. That's awesome. Or even like seeing people comment back on it. And you're like, oh, of course, of course it's on the internet. Anyone can watch it. People that I don't know can watch it, you know? So now it's like one of those things where I think... I'm now excited, like this is my fourth podcast, fourth day in a row, and look, I know people start things and don't do things properly, 
And I'm not going to be the person who sits here and tells you that like, oh, I'm going to be the one who continues to do it every day. Fucking watch me. But actually fucking watch me. I just like, you know, when you're in high gear and this is high gear, I just now I feel like now I get every day further into it. That feeling of like being scared and the things that you're nervous about are kind of the things that make you excited about the next podcast. And it's probably going to be one of those things that it's just going to, you know, compound up and up and up. And I don't, you know, one thing I don't want to, I don't want to like push the limit of is like, I don't want to be having to talk about wild shit to get views. I think it's always just, let's stay true to the cause. Let's talk about ideas. Let's talk about black ink. Let's talk about things that I find fucking cool so that I don't get too bloody deranged off the path. But at the same time, let's dive deep. You know what I mean? Like I, I hope that I hope that I can like explore my own mind in a way and express it in a way that I can like almost negotiate ideas with your mind and give you something to take away. I hope that I can do that, but I know that the only way to do that is you actually have to drop a heap of walls. When I listen to these people doing podcasts, like you got to realize that they're making themselves transparent for the sake of art, for the sake of the podcast. It's only good because they're allowing you to go into a place in their mind that you probably wouldn't go in your mind, and then you find it either relatable or not relatable, and that's where the interest is. Like, you hear someone say something bizarre, and you're like, that's fucking, yeah, that's that's true, like, I think like that. And subconsciously, that's why you're like, oh my god, like, I want to hear more from this person, because it's either like, you either can't believe what you're hearing, or you can't believe what you're hearing. We're, we're so the same, or we're so different, you know? Or maybe that's just, just how I perceive things. Which also, I thought about this the other day. How crazy is it that like we base our, and this is just rewording what millions of people have said before me. I'm dry as fuck, by the way. This glass is huge. I had a like such a small glass last time and I barely touched that. So I don't know why I got, I think I just want to flex. You know what I mean? Like I can drink out of any glass I want. I wouldn't call myself like a glass connoisseur, but I'm, I'm in the race, you know, I'm definitely in the race, but yeah, like how crazy is it that we perceive everyone around us based off our experiences? Like we see people going through a similar thing that we went through at a particular time in our life. And we assume that they got to that place the same through the same avenues that we got there for ourselves. And the crazy part is, is like 99% chance that's not the case, you know, like 99% chance they're probably experiencing something completely different. They're probably experiencing emotions completely different. The only thing that's relatable is the side of yourself that you see in that person going through that experience. That's fucking crazy. I only realized that the other day when someone was telling me about a situation that their friend is in and I was like, oh yeah, well they probably, you know, they probably do that because they hate themselves. And then I was like, oh fuck, hang on. No, I think that when I was a teenager, I painted my nails because I didn't like who I was and I was trying to figure out, you know what I mean? That's not even applicable to the, to the, to the fucking the example but it's like that's that is an example of my life like I remember when I was dude I must have been 16 you know what I mean like I was wearing girls skinny leg jeans and and paint my nails and and dye my hair blonde and stuff but uh you know in reality just get male skinny leg jeans they're fucking heaps more comfortable and the fly is the right length but the reason I was doing that is because I didn't like who I was physically so I was trying to, you know, you, you kind of like going through the characters on the video game and like, you know, one's wearing motocross gear and one's wearing bloody metrosexual stuff. And then one's wearing, uh, you know, as it turns out, a one piece Lycra speed skating outfit, which turns out to be the outfit that I really liked, you know, and then stuck doing that for bloody ages. But, um, 
Yeah, and I think like it's hard to remember when people are when people are, like just got any sort of situation going on that is pretty much not relatable to you at all. And like the best thing you can do for most people is just kind of like I got reminded this is just be there and like listen and like try and figure out and learn what's going on with them and build that like repertoire of knowledge as to like situations that humans go through in general and seeing someone that's been in a similar situation to, to you listening to how they got there and then trying to come up with like a a plan or a toolbox to get them out so it's kind of like it's kind of fun to like remember that the things that fucking that get people places most of the time are nowhere near like what it took you to get your place yeah interesting interesting i feel like I feel like uh, it's sometimes it's hard to, oh yeah, it's just crazy to think that like we're all going through the human experience. I'm, I'm going off on so many crazy tangents right now. I'm probably going to wrap this up soon because I don't want to get too wild with you. But um, it's wild to like, I like to remember this thought all the time. Like the person that you see wherever, like the neighbor when you're pulling out and you're like, hey, like they're as important to themselves as you are to you like their world is so in depth to them and they are as deep in in their own character as what you are in you and like as what i am in me like it kind of blows my mind to like remember that they're not just characters in my movie that they are the main character of their own movie and (laughs) and then that they are also experiencing me as a character in their movie that's fucking crazy like, that's crazy. Like, I look at Louie every day and I'm just like, oh, I'm one of those people who has a dog that follows him around and, like, that's part of my movie. It's a, not part of my movie, but it's a part of what what's what, what my going on is. That's a part of, like, my story. When I look back at this, Louie's such a, like, massive character in my life. And then I think about the, the universe that Louie lives in and her reality and the part that I play for her. It's just, like, it's wild. It's wild. And then Louie is also a part of the neighbor's story. What the fuck? You know? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. i tell you what. <clears throat> I um, I do have this one topic that I wanted to speak about. That, uh, it's kind of like, just hear me out, you know? So when it comes to uh, w- w- what I'm doing at the moment, like it's a very numbers-driven game. And it's, it's kind of like it's super unhealthy. But it's also, uh, it's gratification in a way that's provable, right? So it's kind of like if you imagine you've got a a butcher shop and you're selling meat and, you know, you open up, you you open up shop and you have, you know, the locals, they're coming in, they're trying, you're doing deals, you know, you're doing your thing and then Christmas Christmas is a month away, right? So you start doing deals and stuff. Like when I say deals, you know, you're doing the Christmas hamper, you're doing the the leg of ham, you're doing this, you're doing that. There's packages you can get. You're making everything super attractive. All the customers come. It gets up to Christmas. You're selling out meat left, right, and center. Boom, 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 boom. And on the books, it looks really good, right? Oh, I have 10% battery. So on the books, it looks really good. But then what happens is... New Year's comes around and you're selling the dribs and drabs that you got left and you're doing your packages and you're doing your deals and you're looking after the locals. Very good. But, but, it's starting to back off a bit. And then comes January and everyone's a bit like, 
You know, like we don't, you know, we spent heaps of money on Christmas and New Year's and now we've got to get back into it. You know, it's back into reality, back into real life. And they kind of, you know, got some people have said on New Year's Eve that they're going to go vegetarian for as long as they possibly can or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, less people are coming in the door, less and less and less and less people come to the door. And then you're kind of like, well, hang on, we had all these sales in December and then none of these sales in January. And then you have to start kind of like as a business owner, you reason with yourself. You make up these, not excuses, but like definitions for why that happened, right? And the crazy part is, is like your, you, as a butcher, your value is in those people walking in the door. Your value is how well you can sell meat, right? The crazy thing about this online shit, it's not about people even walking in the door. Like, sure, I've got an online store and people figuratively walk in the door and buy things and walk out. Your value is based on followers. Your value is based on views. When it comes down to it, my web store is only as good as my ability to promote the products that I've got. And that ability to promote things is only as good as I am interesting. This is why you find people starting a, a, a fashion brand or a clothing brand and they're done six months later because they're fucking boring. You know what I mean? And if they are interesting, they don't, even, they don't know how to convey that interest to the customer, to the people, to give the people something to grab onto. And... The thing about, you know, creating this, this like infrastructure of character, of like brand, of depth, of something that's got fiber that the, the customer can like relate to and attach himself to, it's, it's very like, as I said, transparent with the numbers and it's very like rewarding when you do well because the number grows and you can literally look at that number and then the number stays and then you've got that number it's kind of one of those things you get to a point where once you get over a thousand you're not going to come under a thousand you know and if you sell x amount of products you've sold them they're not going to unsell themselves you know some of them might but they're not really going to unsell themselves and i had this this like situation where I think it was just like a, a perfect lining up of the stars of about five things going well for me. And I had this 10 days. I just going up in numbers, going up in like popularity, people did, having conversation with people, sending things out to people, all of these things. And then like it stopped <laughs> and I didn't change anything. I was still doing what I was doing and it just fucking stopped. And I fucking... I took it really harsh. I took it really harsh. And that kind of relates into like why I had some anxiety in posting the second podcast is because I was having a rough time because I was actually in the depths of that that dip. Like I didn't I didn't really realize what was going on. It was crazy. I wasn't like I expect a certain amount of followers a day now, not egotistically, it's just what I've come to expect the results and like I put in so much work that it kind of makes sense. I was losing followers. I was not gaining any followers and I was losing followers. People were going out of their way to unfollow me. It was bizarre to me, you know? And I kind of put it down to like, oh, you know, I just had a really good weekend and now it's Monday and Tuesday and I can't be bothered. I'm sore and, you know? But the reality was, was I was depressed because these numbers weren't giving me, giving me the results I wanted. And I think like, I, I know I spoke a little bit about this on the podcast the other day. And again, I've spoken, I've said this so many times. I apologize. I'll get better. I promise. But, you know, remembering that right now my job isn't to focus on those numbers. It's to remain consistent. It's actually to not watch those particular numbers at all. It's to focus on the right ones, you know, like when people are engaging, how people are engaging, and then like working that into my strategy in the future rather than just like absolutely like... Being, you know, emotionally dependent on that number being a certain number. It's fucking crazy, you know? 
And again, full circling this right back to the start, there's girls out there and guys that post the wildest shit on the internet and then get worried when they start losing followers and they don't make any money from it. They're worried about losing followers for the status, you know? Like, oh, I was over 2,500, now I'm... What? Why? Why? Dude. What I do know is I'm just fucking... I'm trying my hardest to run like a sound business and like a really great piece of advice that I actually... I screenshotted off his story because I was like, wow, this is hell cool and I've got it as my wallpaper. Um... Troy from um, iCandy Motorsport said like, if you're doing something, like if you're starting something, focus on what you're doing. Don't worry about whatever anyone else is doing. If you just focus on what you're doing, you'll pull through. And the crazy part about that is, tied into that piece of information is literally don't worry about your followers because that's not what you're doing. That's what your followers are doing. If you have a thousand whatever people following you, that's what they're doing. Don't involve myself with that. Involve myself with what I'm posting. Involve myself with who I'm engaging with, what my business needs from me, what I can do for my business rather than, and I mean, obviously it extends right into like, you know, I look at particular brands to see what they're doing and, and, and a lot of times I'll incorporate what they're doing because obviously it's successful and it works for them. But at the same time, if I have some creative flair as to like, you know, I see what they're doing, but I think I could do it like this, I fucking do it. I fucking do it because this is what I'm doing. This is, you know, this is my, this is my bloody, this is my operation. And I guess... Fucking Troy, if you're watching this, what's up, man? That's a great piece of advice. And I literally read it every day. And it actually like, you know, sometimes you get those pieces of advice, like how you do anything is how you do everything. I remember that changed everything for me. How you do anything is how you do everything. When I heard that on Joe Rogan, man, it fucking game over. I had to start doing things properly because I was like, oh, you know, if I, if I don't brush my teeth properly, I probably don't wipe my ass properly. You know, what does that mean? What does that mean? You do the maths. You know, I'm a big guy, a lot of teeth. <laughs> but you know hearing like we're just reading that like man if you're doing something again embrace it get deep into it and if you're worried about what other people are doing then why the fuck are you doing anything go do what they're doing go have a job and work for them if you're that interested in their shit go be part of their path but you're not you're doing your own thing so just worry about your shit you know anyway i've covered heaps of heaps of topics here i'm gonna sign out now look usual housekeeping I need you to do me a few things right now. I need you to drop a comment. Give me some constructive criticism. Tell me what you liked and tell me what you want to hear on the next podcast. Uh, I need you to subscribe. It's, you know, the button, how people do it on YouTube. Or just right here or click, click. Um, I'm going to need you to go to my Facebook page. I need you to like all of my posts. Okay? You know why? Because it's for free for you and it does something for me. And I love you. I appreciate you. And I know you appreciate me. So... The backwards and forwards is I give you this is what you do for me. You know what I mean? And if you don't, also all good. All right. Go onto my Instagram, like and save every motherfucker. That makes all the difference. Every single post, like and save it. Put a comment on there what you like. Put a comment on there what you don't like. Tag your friends in there. Go tag your friends in like the giveaway that I ran like two weeks ago and and three weeks ago and four weeks ago. Just tag them. They're not going to win anything. Just fuck them. You know what I mean? Just tag them. (laughs) But um, yeah, also... Um, on a serious note, you don't have to do any of that. I'd appreciate it if you did. It'd be life-changing, whatever. But if you want a sticker pack, I've got like five different black ink stickers and I've got 500 of each of them. If you want a sticker pack, DM me an address that I can send them to anywhere in the fucking world. I'll send you a sticker pack for free. It's on me. All you got to do is give me an address. So DM me on Instagram, 
talk to me on Facebook Messenger. I'm on that shit every 10 minutes, so I'll get your message straight away and I have it posted out that day because I'm passionate. I'm fucking passionate, dude. I'm passionate. I live for it. I love this. Look, I got black ink all around. We're in the fucking black ink shirt. Look at me, dude. Look at me, dude. It's all good. So thanks for, thanks for you know, tuning in as in going onto YouTube and like watching my shit. And uh, thanks for supporting me. I hope I uh, have given you something of interest today and I'll see you at the next, uh, next podcast. Yo! Yo! <laughs>